and welcome to Gooblet of Wine. I'm Charlie. <laughs> and I'm Hannah. <laughs> and in today's episode... <laughs> what? Why? What accent just, is that? It just came out. <laughs> this is why we shouldn't do three episodes a day. <laughs> We're talking about chapter... No, it's Tweety Wood. <laughs> I'm Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Ooh, what up? Look at So crap glues. What accent are you trying to do? None. Oh. I'm just doing things. Oh, you see if an alcohol. Yeah. And listen to Luke. And it's during and reminiscing journey. Hello. To give context, it's only an hour after our last episode, so the room is still coated in confetti and balloons. And whilst we were gone, we had dinner and watched P.S. I Love You, and then were very confused when there was a line, P.S. I Love You, and a confetti cannon did not go off. off. We were also confused because it took half the film for the character that we put the film on to watch up to appear. And then we were worried that in the same ilk as when I thought... (laughs) That. What's that called? Uh, me before you ends with nine eleven. Dying in nine eleven. We were like, have we put the wrong film on? No, we hadn't. It just, it just took takes a while. him, yeah, yeah, half an hour to appear. Yeah, but yeah, Hannah's threatened me with a joke. She, as we walked into record, started scuttling about the hallway like a little spider. Like giggling to herself and grabbing a book and saying something about a joke. And then I was like, what? And she was like, never you mind. And then I'm pretty sure I heard her say to herself about three (laughs) minutes later, joke. (laughs) You heard me talking to Neil. No, I'm pretty sure you were just like, oh, what's that Lord of the Rings fella that talks to himself? Gollum? Gollum. You were like Gollum, like joke. (laughs) Joke. (laughs) Gollum, gonna tell a joke. Anyway, so yeah, that apparently is coming. Hannah's going to attempt her first ever joke. I've never been funny before. No, she hasn't. How are you? (laughs) That's not today's episode. Good, tired, bit drunk, full of pizza. All good things. We haven't done a three episode day since like the early days of the podcast. And we've not done like properly drunk ones. Because I think like the past definitely six months, if not a year, we've both been so busy that we've been doing a lot of like after work recordings at least like the good thing about me not living in london is we're gonna have to do like lots of full days and be really drunk yeah most times we record we're gonna have to do three episodes at a time yeah. so yay, yay. For alcoholism alcohol yeah what have we drunk? The, the mixture today has been wild i think that we should continue those accents for the rest of the episode <laughs> No. Um, so, Hannah, what are we drinking? <laughs> no, we're doing the Patreons first. We have new Patreons to welcome to the Patreon. Mm-hmm. So, a Belgium size thank you to Beltian. A Linda McCartney size thank you to Linda. An irrational size thank you to Irene. An anatomic size thank you to Alicia. If I've said that wrong, please tell me. A moped size thank you to Monica or Maunica. A tessellation size thank you to Tristan. 
a Tesla size thank you to Thomas. A Mount Doom size thank you to Michael, a new producer level Padrip producer level patron. Thank you all so much for joining us. Remember, if you're a producer level, they're the people that pick our alcohol. That's what we've drunk the last three episodes. The next tier down, get to ask us a question at the end of the episode. The next tier down and everyone above that gets to watch our bonus episodes. And at any level you join, you get access to our Discord and our close friends list. Nice. Where we do the port. No, we don't do the port. That's not. We do the port. We also, again, have a couple of, like, replies to Q&A. And once again, we left it as the very exciting default. What did you think of this episode? Ravneet says, amazing episode. Please talk more about Akatar since I'm also a massive fan. I will always talk more about Akatar. Yeah. I forgot to ask you to bring book four. I'm going to give oh, you back you book it. two and three. Can I have book four and five? Yes. Bring me both. Yeah. When okay. you come in four days. <laughs> Thanks. You're so welcome. <laughs> so I too can be a big fan of Akatar. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it's flawlessly written, perfect, um, great world building, characterization, and really good prose. Like, really well written. Essentially, he hot. <laughs> Sarah J. Mass makes Shakespeare look like a fucking tit. You got it right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the other review comment is from Hannah Braggins, who says, Great episode as always, but the how are spells made conversation needed to ask, did Romans invent magic? What were spells before Latin? Good point. Yeah. Really good point. We're dum dums. Yeah, like, surely magic has existed since the dawn of time. Mm-hmm. So, what was it before Latin? Exactly. That's why I don't buy that they just have to say the right thing in Latin and wave a wand in a certain way Mm. well it can't just be in latin because not the entire world's languages are based off of latin like asian culture's languages has no bearing on latin yeah so exactly mm. makes no sense great charlie what are we drinking today we are drinking fireball fireball but make it spicy like make it scary but make Make it it spicy. spicy Okay, this comes from Zach. We would say it, Robles. But he says, I know it's probably a long shot, but I'd love to hear y'all pronounce my last name, how it's meant to be pronounced. Robles, but with the rolling R because he is Hispanic. So can you roll your R's? No, I'm white. No, neither can I. Can you try? He wants to hear us try. Robles. (laughs) I can't roll my R's. I've never been able to. See, I'm so bad at doing any kind of, like, accent or anything like this because I overthink it. Yeah. If I'm alone and just start, like, doing an accent because I talk to myself because I'm insane, I'm always better at when I, like, I'm on the spot and trying because yeah. I overthink things. Yeah. I've never been able to roll my arse. Like, I can't do it on my own. It's not a pressure thing. I just can't roll my I arse. I feel like all I would do is just be like... Like, mm. I'd just make it longer and that's not... It's like... I can't do that sound. Yeah. My mouth's never been taught out. I'm scared to even try for oh, some reason. he's asked. I he doesn't mind if we do it offensively bad. <laughs> I'm just not going to be able to... T- Robles. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. I sounded like Alexa. <laughs> Robles. I said the entire thing we 
weirdly didn't even roll remotely. Robles. Robles. No, why do I just say it weird? Why I just say it like a robot woman. I don't know. I just I can't do anything. You like to know when your package is going to be delivered. <laughs> I just under pressure. I can't perform. Okay, well, you I bet that's not the first time you, you've heard that. If you do it at home, you can you can voice note yourself in. <laughs> yeah, I'll just become Latina at home. <laughs> oh, um, but yes, Zach has asked for fireball and make it extra hot slash spicy in whichever way you want to. I was just silently trying to do it. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I have opted for chilli flakes because I fuck with the chilli flake. It looks quite pretty, actually, because it's, like, all golden with just the chilli flakes. Give it a go. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. I have added cayenne pepper and also a reading. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Ah, this is the joke that she was so excitedly scuttling about, like, Gollum about... (laughs) Harry's mind wandered a long way from the marquee, back to afternoons spent alone with Ginny in a lonely part of the school grounds. It's the spiciest part of Harry Potter. That's that not a joke. I know. Wow. Actually, ow, the cane pepper hurts. Can I try? Oh. Not like in a spicy way, in kind of a hits your mm. throat way. You tried so hard at that joke you were so excited it was just a bit it was a spicy bit well originally i was gonna read the spiciest bit of any book i owned what would that be i don't know because then i was like which would it be because i was like to be honest it's probably not because at first i was like let me get the spiciest bit from like book two of akatar and then i was like is that the spiciest thing i owned and then i didn't have time to actually think about what the spiciest bit of the spiciest book yeah because people hype up the actor is people way over okay they so, call it porn with plot it's not it's not so i genuinely based on tiktok was like this is going to be like the spiciest book i've mm. ever read like this is going to be like really explicit book one especially i was like bitch what the fuck yeah what are you talking about and then book two yeah it's got and book three yeah it's got some sexy bits in but books that i have read for the last few years that don't even like i've never heard as class themselves as spicy have just as much sex in yeah yeah, like the fifth one, I think does step it up a level, but I still wouldn't call it porn with plot. No, it's definitely not porn with plot. Yeah, it's plot mm. with some sex scenes. Like I just feel like TikTok in general overhypes spicy levels of books. Yeah, especially I think probably when there's quite a lot of young people being like, "Oh my god." Yeah, but yeah, book one, I was actually like, "Where's the sex? I can't see it." <laughs> Same. Yeah, we're slagging off Akatar a lot this episode. I do love Akatar. It's good. It's amazing trash. It's good. It's good. But yeah. Yeah. I was just... That's the problem with coming into something, though, when you've had all that hype before. You kind of come in with expectations. Yeah. I think the only expectations you have to go into Akatar with is, like, this is going to be a good time. Like, it's like that Twilight level of, like, silly enjoyment. Yeah. Like, but with more sex. Yeah. I'm not saying the sex isn't good in it. It's just... No, no, no. Not as much as I was expecting. No, like just based on how people hype it up, it's like Paul McCartney. And also, like, it's really not. take the claws out of the sex and the wings and the wings. Yeah, I do I'm think Sarah J. Mass into that might be a furry. Yeah, 
Yeah. I'm just like, okay, I don't need to know about the claws and the wings for it to be hot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually, in fact, it distracts me. Yeah. We've kind of accidentally just started doing our next podcast, Drunk Fiction. Drunk Fiction. If people have like thoughts on how we should do Yeah, you guys it. are smart. You you might have opinions. Yeah. And like, yeah, anything you would like to see in that future podcast. If we even do that, we might do something else. Who knows? But yeah, we have so many ideas and unfortunately both work full time. So those ideas are like, one day we'll do this. Mm-hmm. Let's taste the spicy drink again. I actually can't tell now I've added that how spicy fireball is normally. Not very. I no, don't it's just hitting the back of my throat weirdly. Anyway, chapter one. <laughs> Bet it is. The unknowable room. Mm-hmm. Stop looking at me. Wow. <laughs> Harry is looking over his potions book, hoping that it will give him inspiration of how to get the memory from Slughorn, which, no, it won't. But you read over that. If you, at least he's reading, you know? At least, <laughs> at least he can read. At least he can read. Hermione is like, the book's not going to help. That's not what Dumbledore meant. I hate the prince. Like, the problem is when, is when Hermione goes on these kind of like, you shouldn't do that, is it pushes Harry to do things more because he hates it when Hermione goes at him about Which, things. Which, honestly, don't move. Never related to Harry more. Like, yeah. if there's something that's going to make me not do something that I was about to do, it's being asked or told to do it. Yeah, exactly. Like, Hermione's right, but it's she making... the pipe down. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So Harry is reading through it, flicking through it, and he finds the words Sectum Sempra for enemies. And he's like, oh, I want to try it out right now, but Hermione's being such an ag. I'll fold down the page. Which, knowing what we know about Sectum Sempra now is really shocking, but I guess it makes sense when everything else in this book has been relatively tame. He's been seeing it as like high school teasing, lifting someone up by their ankle, making their tongue stick to the back of their throat. Like at the end of the day, none of it is damaging. And just because something says for enemies, to be fair, if everything else in the book was along the lines of making someone's toenails grow, making their tongue stick to the back of their throat, I would think Sectum Sempra is along the same lines, apart from the fact that it sounds like something bad. Sectum Sempra. Like it sounds like ripping. It's like if the spell was like slicey, slicey. Well, again, why aren't these kids learning Latin so that he works yeah. out that the spell means slicey flesh? Mm. Or I don't know what it translates as, but it clearly means something like that. The apparition test has been scheduled, but Harry is too young. Anyone born after April is too young to take it. It's a baby. He's a little baby. It's a bye bye. But turns out this book has been moving along a lot faster than like how the plot of book five went along because Harry has learned to apparate by himself. He's done it once. Uh, Hermione's done it twice. Ron's done it nil. It doesn't make sense that it's like your birthday has to be before April. Surely it should just be you, you can take it once you turn. Well, that would mean loads of different tests. But what I think it should be... But is- like, that's how driving tests work. Once again, what is Wilkie Tycross doing, doing the rest of the year? Or let them all take the test. And just say, congratulations, you've got your licence. You can't use it till you turn 17. Yeah, exactly. Like, fair enough. What are they going to do? It's fine. Yeah, because otherwise that's really fair on people that were born on, like, just after April that then have to wait until whenever the next test it's, is. It's in summer, yeah. Like, that's ridiculous. Yeah, it's stupid. Like, let them take the test and then, yeah, like, they have, like, a suspended licence till they turn 17. That's fine. Yeah. That's allowed. Yeah. Good. 
Wizarding Rewrite Society. Harry Potter. Stupid. But yeah, because of this apparition test being scheduled, there's extra lessons going on in Hogsmeade that Harry can't take, but Ron and Hermione can. It's then an evening. I don't know what evening. Time is passing in the book. It's fine. Wow. School. Time's passing. Chapters move. I'm really glad you work in the literary industry now. Time is passing. Because you're so eloquent. I can't wait to read your book. You're, you could not be teasing your book better when you're like, time is passing. <laughs> That's how I start a chapter, actually. Mm-hmm. And let me guess, the book starts with the main character waking up. <laughs> Yeah. And, and each then chapter ends with her going to sleep. How did yeah. you guess? And then she At wakes the up and, and she gets dressed and you describe the outfit. Uh every day I describe her outfit even though she only owns two dresses. I describe it again and again and again, again and again and again and again and again, again, and again. again. And then you're like, and then some time passed. <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> It's the evening in the common room and it's one of my favourite sections where, like, the trio are cosy doing their homework. Ron is writing an essay that Harry and Hermione have already finished and Harry and Hermione are trying to have a conversation about, like, "Mm, you know, only you can get the memory, like, a serious conversation and Ron's like, how do you spell this word? Oh my god, this does my fucking head in. (laughs) And Hermione's like, no, you clearly don't spell it like that. And then pulls her essay towards her and she's like... And we're meant to be writing about Dementors, not Dugbogs. Yes. And when did you change your name to Runal, Runal Waslib? <laughs> this boy, this man, this... He's an adult. He's a grown adult at this point. He, he has seven... written all of, all of the essay aside from the conclusion and only just noticed when his own name was spelt wrong and hasn't noticed any other... Is he okay? Speaking as a dyslexic person, is he okay? But like, okay, this could be questioning how this spell, because the whole point is this quill that he's using is meant to correct his incorrect spelling. Useful. But the magic's wearing off. So like, clearly he hasn't written Runil Waslet because he can write his own name. So he's written it correctly and it's tried to correct in it, correct it and it's incorrectly done it. But like, does it do it the moment you write it or does it take a few minutes to think about it yeah. because the magic's wearing off and that's why he didn't notice? It's like, can you physically not write it incorrectly or does it change after? Exactly, that's what I mean. That'd be so annoying if you were like, couldn't remember like how to spell something and you just a no No, b B, no no, c C, no no. d exactly so yeah ron's whole essay is littered with not just small spelling mistakes like dog bogs rather than dementors and runal runal waslib which Which stupidly becomes important later i know and like i kind of love it kind of hate it because i'm like this is so conveniently like it doesn't make any sense because he wrote that name in the first month of the year and the spell pen is only just wearing off. So why is it wrong in the textbook? Unless once it wears off, everything you've ever written changes. (laughs) Could you imagine? (laughs) Uh, But like they could have had this plot 
ages ago. Yeah. That's the thing. And that would make more sense exactly. to be like, exactly. it never worked in the first place. And yes, exactly. It makes no sense that Ron's like, it's breaking now. I'm like, so why is the textbook incorrect when you wrote that name in your second yeah. week of term? Yeah, either like have it run out really quickly or never work in the first place. Let us forget about it. And then it's more satisfying rather than doing it so squished together Yeah, because like it's this. like one or two chapters before where it becomes important. Yeah. And it, yeah, it's quite a good bit. Just do it earlier. Yeah, agree. Hermione's like, give it to me. Ron, for some reason, doesn't know what is apparently a simple spell to like correct each spelling mistake. Which, yeah, sounds like an easy spell. So Hermione pulls it towards her and is like, I'll fix it. And Ron goes, Hermione, I love you. And she's like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> And I was like, oh, and wrote little love hearts next to it. Lame. Cute. I love Ron Hermione. I know. It's <laughs> unfortunate. He's told her he loves her. Not not like that. But kind of like that. Uh, no. But yeah, Hermione's like, lol, you shouldn't let Lavender hear you say that. Blushing. Because she does want Lavender to hear her say that. And Ron's like, I won't. Or maybe I will. Because I want her to dump me. And Harry's like, bitch, just dump her. Just communicate. Just communicate. And Ron's like, you've never broken up with someone and tries to take the high ground like look it's really hard you've never you've never dumped someone it's really hard ron is insufferable he wants to end it with lavender openly he is openly saying to hermione and harry i'm done i want it to end but he will not dump her he wants to drop hints and annoy her until the point where she dumps him mhm men do you want to stop fiddling with things? I'm making us an ASMR podcast now. See, I take the piss out of Ron, but I'm pretty sure I did similar things when I was a teenager. Mm. Like, I'm trying to think about like times I dumped people. I dumped this one guy only like I wanted to do it over Christmas, but then felt bad because he'd already got me a Christmas present. <laughs> So I think I just like slowly ghosted him, which considering we went to school together. Quite difficult to do. Yeah. And then this other guy that I dumped, I did it over MSN and he was in the middle of saying something else and he missed the message and I had to tell him to scroll up and read it. Yeah. So you are wrong in this situation. Yeah. Yeah. I dumped someone over MSN. How old were you? Too old. <laughs> like 14 or 15 Ron's 17, so you've got some leeway here. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Ron. Creature and Dobby appear, and they start kind of not giving Harry a report, but like Creature starts being like, Malfoy's great, Malfoy's amazing. And Hermione's like, yo, what's going on? And Harry's like, oh, damn, I didn't tell her. House elves were always a touchy subject with Hermione. May I turn your attention to one chapter ago where Harry was like, He'd never felt so um, sim- much sympathy with Hermione and Spew. And yep. now he's like, oh, I didn't tell her. Because it's such a touchy subject. Slavery is such a, a touchy, touchy subject. subject. Like, oh, Hermione's such a bore when I have to, like, I tell her that I'm ordering my slaves about. I can't believe that this social justice warrior... God, you can't do anything nowadays. You can't even have slaves. I know. Even though one chapter ago, I was like, do you know what? I really get what Hermione's saying. Like, yeah. I really get it. House elves are really abused. Mm-hmm. Bring slaves back. Bring slaves back. Yet another thing someone <laughs> is going to edit into the world's worst. Yeah, I think us 
Launching a video podcast might be the worst decision we've ever made. Yeah. Great. Neither elf has slept. Harry loves his slaves. (laughs) Because Harry said, watch them round the clock, forgetting that house elves take everything literally. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't know. It's almost like magically binding as well. Like, bitch, watch your words. It it feels kind of like the opposite of making a wish with a genie where you have to like... Be like super specific. specific. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's kind of like that. Yeah. But like in the way where like genies will try and get out of doing something. But Harry knows that because he said to Creature, do not talk to Malfoy, do not write to Malfoy, do not contact Malfoy in any way. And he closed every loophole, but then was like, watch him round the clock. Yeah. I like to think Harry literally went, watch him round the clock and did finger guns and just like backed away. Just like, yeah, I handled that like a boss, really told my slaves what to do. I'm so good at owning slaves. (laughs) He's going to add on his CV, good at owning slaves. When he oh. applies for that job as a wizard cop at the, at the government, he's going to put on his cop CV, good at owning slaves. We shouldn't be allowed to have a podcast. Sometimes I think that the freedom for anyone to create entertainment is a bad thing. <laughs> Sometimes I think the freedom of speech is a bad thing. <laughs> and mostly it's when we speak. Yeah, white people shouldn't be allowed podcasts. I nap, you do podcasts. No! no sit no. up. No. Sit sit up. No, no. Okay, so... I can hear your insights! <laughs> it's the pizza digesting! So from the report that Creature and Dobby give, that Malfoy goes to all his lessons, does all his stuff, but also frequents the seventh floor corridor with a variety of students harry deduces because harry is smart now that malfoy is going into the room of requirement and the room of the requirement does not appear on the marauders map i just got a chili like like down my throat Mm, Mm. tasty i don't know how harry didn't consider the room of requirement before especially when he saw seventh floor gregory goyle yeah it's really obvious like He's so dumb. He's so dumb. He's so inobservant. So, it's, yeah. But yeah, he's finally like... In a way, it's actually him being a bit of like a hypocrite, a bit like Voldemort, where he kind of assumes that he's the only one that could possibly know. Even Even though though Malfoy discovered him in book five. Yep. No, we just finished each other's sandwiches. (laughs) You're right, Zoella. You're right, Zoella. Chummy! 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 Um, Can you imagine wait, can that be the Q&A for this episode? Do you who know what we're... Who got that reference? Who got, who got that reference? And, what, and who are we referencing? Yeah. Like, I mean, I did literally say one of the names. Okay, but... but if you the got it, like, we're referencing. And if you got it, even though I said the name, if you would have got it Can anyway. you imagine the scenes, the absolute scenes, if back in the day those two had started a podcast? Yeah. Oh, oh. my God. I'm surprised Zoe hasn't, actually. Yeah, I am. Yeah. That'd be good for her now. Like, not too front-facing, not too much work. Her production company could do most of it. Yeah. Do, like, a motherhood kind of thing. Yeah. Harry thinks that he'll be able to get into the room of requirement because Malfoy did in book five when Malfoy figured out what they were doing. But Hermione's like, nah, because... 
A, Malfoy knew exactly what you were doing, so was able to get in, whereas you don't know what Malfoy was doing. And B, because Malfoy did that, he will have made the room protect himself against mm. that. And Harry's like, shh, silly woman, shh. I'm not going to listen to you. He fully is like, shh, that doesn't matter. There's going to be so many bits that the audio people miss now. I know. You're missing out on our beautiful, hot, sexy faces. Charlie just licked me. I did, yeah. If you want to find out where, download Spotify. We're not being sponsored by them, but fuck, we should be. Also, they don't even pay us per listen. No, I know. Which is absolute We make madness. free content for them. Honestly, we make free content for them. They pay their artists, I mean, minuscule amounts, but at least they pay them per listen. They don't yeah. pay us per listen. Yeah. Spotify. Spotify. Get on that. Come on. Come on. Anyway, anyway. Um, he also comes to the realisation that they've been using Polyjuice Potion. Yeah, the variety of students is just crab and goyle yeah. this is def- this is not the last time that harry seems to have a domino effect of realizing things yes he does like, seem to once he has one realization he's like oh my god boom, oh my god boom, oh my god boom, oh my god boom, oh my god, oh my god. Yeah. it kind of implies that he could have worked it out all along but he only puts his thinking cap on like and once then a month. it all comes to him. Exactly. And he's like, oh, I'm a genius. Yeah, but yeah, realises that Draco probably stole Polyjuice's potion from the like... First lesson of term. I almost said science lesson then. <laughs> Potions Best lesson. science lesson. And yeah, Crab and Goyle have been polyjuicing as young girls and dropping heavy things in the corridor to warn Draco not to come out the room. Do we get to talk about genitalia now? Um, okay. This raises two questions. Three, three, many points. Point number one. We'll talk about genitalia in a minute. But the point number one. How have Crab and Goyle been harvesting the hair of 11-year-old girls? Did you have to say harvesting? Yes. Good point, though. And it's kind of weird as well because I feel like... Did I imagine it that I feel like there's been lines saying stuff like Harry didn't recognise them? Yes, but why would Harry recognise a first year from Slytherin? Yeah, I mean, green flag that Harry does not recognise. Like when you were in sixth form, you wouldn't be like, God, I know that 11 year old that just bumped into me. I like, I know, but I also feel like the reason that the lines have been in there about him not recognising them is. You think to raise do- suspicion to the So you reader? think they don't even go to Hogwarts? No, no, no. I'm just like, I'm just talking because it's like, it's not like we normally get lines, Harry walked around the castle and there was an 11 year old he didn't know and there was an 11 year old he yeah. didn't know and there was a, like, so it's clearly in there to like raise suspicion about, oh, he doesn't. So then it kind of does imply that like they didn't go to Hogwarts. Do you get what I mean? Like, I yeah. know that it makes sense that he wouldn't, but the fact that the line is in there is obviously intentionally to make you think oh he doesn't recognize them. yeah and it's probably it, to just to pull the reader towards the fact that there's you know someone there and we should look at them exactly but, yeah but like they must go to hogwarts because otherwise the teacher would be like oh like mcgonagall i feel like definitely would be like who the hell are you yeah but also how are they getting these children's dna <laughs> it's so concerning i'm it's concerned really are they just like behind them in the breakfast table, like with little scissors? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I 
And Dumbledore's just watching like Draco's harvesting hair again. I can come to no other conclusions. Yeah. Okay. I mean, no, logically is that they probably, Draco probably imperioed like some first year to like pick it off their pillows. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah. But that's probably it, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. But I like to think he was just at breakfast, like, and the kids. Are oh just my like, god! No, Draco started like you know when you would have a little like business when you were in like high school, and you'd be like, or like primary school, you'd be like selling like Scoobies and like bead jewelry yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Draco opened his own salon. Ah. He over the summer preemptively trained as a hairdresser and has been cutting the hair That's exclusively true. of it's 11 boarding, year old it's girls. It's a boarding school. Where are they getting their hair cut? Yeah. Draco Salon. Draco Salon. He probably also does waxing. Okay. He definitely does bleach. Oh my God, no! Because he's been doing Lucius's hair all these years so he is a hairdresser. He's bleaching the first year's hair! <laughs> and then it's all falling out because bleach and he's taking it. And the reason why Harry and Ron are like recognising them is they're like, there's a lot of really blonde children. So yeah, now we can talk about genitalia. Yay! My favourite topic. What do you want to talk about? I don't know. It's just weird to think about like transforming into a... <laughs> another I feel like this can of fucking worms. <laughs> uh, transforming into another like sex like i think it's wrong that these 17 year old boys are transforming into 11 year old girls that they don't know they are having access to their bodies that they shouldn't have yeah like that is and i know it's not their bodies i know it's a replica of their bodies but, but that's still like a 17 year old boy should not and like i'm not saying that there's like ill intention but it's still f- like that 11 year old girl we can assume has not consented exactly. to the fact that they're gonna go pee and see it exactly exactly because you get fully naked when you pee don't you everyone does right yeah i take everything off yeah my bra and everything socks yes (laughs) earrings just in case any splashback that's why it takes me so long in the bathroom and it's why girls have to go together because we hold the clothes up yeah (laughs) you hold my knickers when i pee yeah of course yeah yeah it's wrong yeah and then the third thing to talk about with this whole thing is a line that just made me laugh in a sad way so harry's like yeah that girl that dropped her scale she what am i talking about he so jk rowling can understand the concept that if of pronouns and that if someone is in the incorrect body the pronouns that they believe are theirs still apply Mm mm-hmm so you get it. You get it? Because you wrote it in your little book. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> Tweet you. Look at you. It's the next day. Harry and Hermione are still disagreeing about the whole Slughorn thing. Uh, Mundungus has been arrested. Another moment where I'm like, why is this mentioned? And it briefly comes up later with the infrared, but not in a way that still matters. Like, I don't know, I just... You know when you talk about, like, things like The Watch and is it dropped plot yeah, lines? We... I feel like potentially this and... What was it last episode that I was saying about? Why is that? Oh, Filch. Filch, yeah. I feel like potentially in this book there's a couple of dropped. Yeah, I think Because these potential. feel really, like... JK doesn't normally... Unless it's, like, cutesy, quirky world building. 
she doesn't normally put in just random filtered this mundungus did this like no you're right you're right and yeah the mundungus thing comes back around this chapter with Seamus bringing up the inferi but still not enough to make a plot point yeah yeah like, and like I truly believe the watch is a drop plot line like I am fully just yeah I, I just know that it is because it's way, mentioned way too many times but you're right this feels a bit like Hmm. Yeah, my drink is getting spicier as I drink it because obviously the chili flakes like marinating. Yeah, mine are all at the bottom as well. Mm. Hermione and Ron go down to Hogsmeade to practice that apparition, leaving Harry with a morning to himself. So he decides to try to get into the room of requirement, leading to lines such as, what is Draco coming secretly in you to do? And what is Draco Malfoy doing inside you? That's what you should have read for your joke. Uh, yeah. Coming secretly. Yeah. I love coming secretly. I've been doing it the entire time we've been... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that was and Do you think about what Draco Malfoy is doing inside you? No, he's blonde. But he dyes it. That does make it better. Mm. But no. Okay. It doesn't make it better for Harry, who is in love with Draco. So Harry doesn't get into the room. It doesn't work. Maybe, no, that wasn't when, sorry, I was wrong. That wasn't when Hermione and Ron had their apparition. That was just, Harry had a free period. So it's defense against the dark arts. And Seamus asks a legitimate defense against the dark arts question, which is a question that does deserve an appropriate answer because Seamus has never seen an inferi and he read something about them and he wants a teacher who is aware of them to tell him the answer. He asks, what's the difference between an inferi and a ghost? And Snape chooses to ridicule him because Snape's the worst teacher. Yeah. Like, Child is like, educate me. And teacher is like, you don't know this, you stupid person. Yeah. I hate it. So yeah, Snape's ridiculing him and because Harry's kind of talking in the background, Snape's like, well, Harry clearly knows the answer. You tell us. <laughs> Leading to the brilliant line, ghosts are transparent. And then he <laughs> makes it worse. <laughs> By being like... Well, they are. <laughs> bodies a solid <laughs> like Harry how he's got he... a point but he does but like how is he supposed to be top of his class in defence against dark arts and he's like ghosts transparent bodies solid. solid you can't see through them yeah like and also like <laughs> is solid the word because like you're solid I mean, I'm not denying that bodies are solid, but like, it's more like solid is not the opposite of transparent. He should have said opaque. Yeah, and also ghosts aren't transparent, they're translucent. Yeah, exactly. Like, come Harry on, Harry. Harry doesn't know the word opaque. It's Harry. Yeah. I saw a tweet the other day that I feel very passionately about that was someone basically saying like, for a word that means not see-through, why does the word opaque sound so see-through? That is that is really true. Like, it sounds like opaque should mean transparent. No, it does. You're exact, you, you're very right. That TikTok's very right. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Like, I've always thought that. Yeah. I've always been like, this word feels wrong. Yeah, it does. 
No, it does. So he uses the word solid. And Snape's like, oh, I can see where six years of magical education have got you. Ghosts are transparent, which like kind of fair enough. Yeah. Kind of fair enough there from Snape, actually. Harry's I would be more 17. on Harry's side if he'd been like, one's transparent and one's opaque. Like, but like, one's solid. Like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm not sure if you're an inferi, so I'm just gonna... Oh, okay. What? <laughs> well, then Ron, bless him, comes to his defence and Ron's like, look, if you're down a dark alley and you encounter one, you're not going to ask if one is a reanimated corpse and the other is an imprint of a departed soul. We're going to have a shufty to see if it's transparent. Brilliant use of the phrase having a shufty. Mm-hmm. Abs- I would love to know if that got translated in the American edition or yeah. the Canadian edition. Please tell me what having a shufty gets translated to because that is pure just English like yeah slang i've i don't know what that ever got translated to and i love ron for always coming to harry's defense in the most stupid mm-hmm. ways yeah oh. and then snape, snape retorts back that ron is the boy so solid he cannot operate which brilliant i mean why is snape apparently in on these apparitions <laughs> because lessons. the teachers are gossips no, all of the, the heads of houses are all in on the apparition lessons. Oh, okay. But, like, this is just such a good it's comeback. It's such a good comeback. And I love the it's idea genius. of, like, how solid you are somehow affecting. I do. Like, I think it's brilliant. Oh, yeah. I love it. Because Ron's a bit upset about that comment, Harry and Ron go for a little girl's trip to the toilet in the same way that girls go to the loo. Ron's like, oh, I'm really upset. I'm going to go to the toilet. And Harry's like, I'll come with you. Yeah, because he's got to hold all his clothes. Yeah, and for the first time in all of Harry Potter, we get the first little boy's trip to the toilet. Which, like, if Harry was a girl, half the plot would take place with girls gossiping in toilets. Like, that's what I did between all my lessons. All of it. All of it. Yeah, someone had to do the dryer. Yeah, exactly. Ours also had, in the really old-fashioned toilet, we had this bank of sinks that was, like, built into this porcelain thing. And there was sinks that side, sinks that side. But it was just perfect for sitting on top of. And then there was then a mirror opposite. So after school, I remember, like... It was before we were, like... It was when we were around 15, 16, we used to occasionally get the bus into the city afterwards, into Milton Keynes, and we'd get, like, get changed in the school toilets and go see a film in the cinema and then get our mums to pick us up from Milton Keynes. And I have a series of photos of us getting changed in the bathroom and then posing, sitting on top of these sinks in the girls' bathroom, like, posing in the school mirror and, like... Nice. Iconic. But mm-hmm. in Hogwarts, I could have just imagined the same thing happening, but with, like, Myrtle in the background. Oh, yeah. Because, um, yeah. yeah, Myrtle appears and is like, oh... It's you. And Harry's like, this is a boy's toilet, please. Yeah. JK getting very up on what genders should be in what toilets. Yes, yes, she is. Apparently, Myrtle has been visiting this toilet because she's come across a boy who she's now seen quite a lot in this toilet who she has a lot in common with. He's very lonely. He's bullied by other people. And he's crying all the time. Mm-hmm. And Harry's kind of somewhat concerned. He's like, is it is it a young boy? Like, who's who's crying? I hate the implication that he's like, well, it must be a young boy. Well, yeah. Crying. Real men don't 
cry. 17 year olds aren't in here to cry. Also, the implication that every time Draco wants to cry, he's going to the same toilet. (laughs) Like, bear in mind there must be so many toilets in Hogwarts. It's like an eight floor castle with turrets and dungeons. And Mm. Draco's like, but I must go to the same toilet every time. This is my crying toilet. It's his crying toilet, which, you know, fair enough. You have your favourite toilet. Yeah. So yeah, Harry assumes it's a young boy and Ron just takes the piss out of Myrtle till she goes away. It's the next weekend now. And now the others are going to Hogsmeade for so the So if you were lessons. writing it, this, you'd say, and then some time progressed. Yeah, that's how, that's how time progression works in novels. Yeah. The others are going for their apparition lessons. Harry has apparently been trying to get the memory, but not really. He's like, I've tried to hang back after everything this lesson he's like i'm trying so hard hermione please he's not he's not he's like do you know what i'm gonna do with this morning off i'm gonna go stalk draco malfoy again because i am nothing if not obsessed Obsessed. do you know what he could do with this time which shows how in love with draco he is dean is older than him dean is at the extra apparition lessons Ginny isn't because Ginny's younger than him Mm -hmm. you could be using this time to flirt with Ginny. Yep. But you're not, because you are more in love with Draco than you are with Ginny. Yep. Yep. So yeah, he goes up to the seventh floor corridor, and um, I just wrote, Harry decides to try being a nonce for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> he sees that a little girl who must be Crabble Goyle is guarding the corridor, so he's like, how will I get rid of this child? So Harry Potter... <gasps> Age 17 and invisible, creeps up to the 11-year-old girl, bends down and whispers in her ear, you're a pretty little girl, aren't you? (laughs) Harry Potter and the nonsery. I think creeping up to her and being like, this place is haunted would have had the same effect. You didn't have to be so noncy about it. Boo! Like... You're a pretty Harry has what to tell people. What does he actually say? Like, it's really creepy. Harry has to tell people whether they're attractive or not. It's really creepy. Wow, we're near the end of this book. Hello. You're very pretty, aren't you? Tonight, at about 4am, I'm going to sneak into your room and whisper that into your ear. Just punched in the nose. Yeah. I do like you guys sleep with your door a bit open because of me too. Yeah, and I get, but like I, I like walked past like in the night to pee once and like in yeah, the morning to pee. Sorry, Fine. but like I'm always like, don't look, don't look in the room. I'm like, not doing anything. No, I know, but like it just feels like weirdly intrusive. Like if you want, I can stand outside and watch. No, until we had me too, we used to close the door every yeah. night, but. If we close it, Misu will just cry outside of it, which will wake us no, up. No, absolutely fair enough. I'm not saying you should, but it's just like, I'm like, don't, it just so feels weirdly the- like private. Like, and yeah, I'm going to sneak in and whispering in You're your ear. You're very pretty, aren't you? Why would Harry say that? Like, I know he knows it's Goyle, but. Yeah. No. But so- then like, because it's Goyle. He could have said anything to scare him, you yeah, know? Yeah, like, exactly. He doesn't need to target it at something that would scare an 11-year-old girl. And in the noncy way. Yeah. Harry then, like, tries for half an hour to get into this room, and when that doesn't work, he displays some male aggression and just kicks a wall. Because mm-hmm. that's going to do the same yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, that also, funnily enough, doesn't work. He just breaks his toe. And then Tonks appears. 
Yeah. Whilst he's on the floor and he's like, why am I always on the floor when she comes? Mood. Yeah. Tonk says she's trying to see Dumbledore, but he's gone and she didn't know about it, which is also news to Harry. Harry didn't know Dumbledore was gone. And then, okay, so like reading this, knowing the end of the book that she's in love with Lupin, what she's clearly, she's clearly heard a rumour that hasn't been published in the paper that a werewolf colony has been, something's happened to it. So mm. Lupin is hurt or dead because she's heard rumours and then she asks if Harry has received any letters and Harry says no one writes to you anymore and she starts to cry. So like the context afterwards makes sense but Harry interprets it just as like her getting a bit freaked out and then like mm -hmm. missing Sirius. Yeah. And then she kind of hurries off. Yeah, and he's like, oh, I missed him too and she's like, what? What? Who? I mean, oh, it's Tonks... nice. Harry is actually trying to be like nice. Like, yeah. oh, I miss him too. Like, and... do you want to talk about it? Yeah, and I feel like Tonks could also do the baths. Yeah. You know? exactly like harry was actually being quite he's in a lot of pain as well and to say like i really miss him too is quite a big set for harry who's an emotionally stunted child to be yeah. like i miss him too and talks like what who bye yeah because she's so in love yikes so he goes down to lunch ron and hermione are back and in a great mood probably because they've done some day drinking they've gone to hogsmeade and had a drink before lunch we've done some day drinking. we've done some day drinking ron's apparated for the first time wilkie twycross is canonically in love with hermione and ron finds that hilarious it's all banter yeah harry's kind of like look tonks arrived what do you think of this theory tonks was in love with sirius are they not cousins? Yeah, at no point do any of them say, hey, that's crazy because they're cousins. Like, they're just like, no, probably not. They're cousins. They're first cousins. Yeah. First cousins. Not even second, and that's and still And none weird. of them are like... No, that's their cousin. That's incest. Like, it's so Don't weird. fuck your cousin. <laughs> Don't fuck your cousin. God love wine. Well, the question for today's episode, would you, would you fuck your cousin? Mine are all cops, so no. And that's and also, the only reason. And also, they're my cousins. But also, I like that Harry's theory is, God, the only reason Tonks can be sad is because she's in love with someone. Like, he's close to getting to the real fact, which is stupid, but also, yeah. she can't be sad for any other reason. Madness. No, no, no. Madness. Which is then topped off with Ron being like, women, easily upset. Ron, you sensitive little bitch. And also, this woman is in her early 20s, nearly died in that Ministry of Math like Ministry, Ministry of, of Magic <laughs> battle. Watched, Very different book if it's about the Ministry of Math. Math. Watched her cousin die in front of her. Watched her mentor get injured. She herself got injured. And Ron's like, you know, she's just cracking up a bit after the Ministry. Women, they're easily upset. I'm like, she's probably on her period. Mate, have you, an, are you an aura? Have you done this? No, fuck off. Small dick energy. Luckily, Hermione seriously puts him in his place. Yeah. She doesn't tell him off for like, you know, being a, a really misogynist. sexist, misogynistic pig. But she does say, um, I don't know any women who would sulk for half an hour because Madame Rosmerta didn't laugh at their joke. Love it. Go, Hermione. Small dick man. Yeah. And that's the end of the chapter. It's quite a short it one. Is, yeah. I really like this chapter. It's kind of... um 
Very like classic Hogwarts and sweet. Yeah. Agree. And now, speaking of chapters we like and dislike, oh my God, look at that segue. I'm such a talented podcast host. So the question we've got asked, which I think ties quite nicely into what we were just talking about. The question is from Jasmine and it is, which is your favorite and least favorite chapter of the books and why? Remember when I texted this to you and you said, great questions. Thanks for sending me that. No, it's your fault. I think the other minister always stands out as well as the Quidditch World Cup. Because I love... <laughs> Broom. I love how it also could have been like Dragon Tail, like... <laughs> yeah. Mer people. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Quidditch World Cup for like the detail. Nice. The other minister for the fact it's not from Harry's point of view. I'm trying to think least favourite. Hmm. Hmm. You go and I think. Okay, I wrote down three favourites, sorry. Deathly Hallows Chapter 12, Magic is Might. I want to save talking about this till we get there because it's not that far away, she says. It'll be in a year. But like, I just have this weird love of that chapter and the way it opens. There's something I find very heartwarming about it. And then Mm -hmm. it's just a very interesting chapter, like going to the ministry, pretending to be other people. Like it's quite a unique chapter. But yeah, I, I, I can't wait to talk about that one. audio listeners i've just turned a bit of red confetti into a howler your father is facing an inquiry at work and it's it's entirely entirely your fault if you put one more toe out of line we'll bring bring you straight back and Ginny dear (laughs) oh my god sorry you were saying um, again, the other minister, Half Blood Prince One, fantastic chapter, obviously made better by the presence of Princess Diana. Um, yes, <laughs> yeah. And then I had to look up what actual chapter it was, but Order of the Phoenix Twenty One, Eye of the Snake, uh, which is the Christmas meeting of the DA where Harry and Cho kiss, and then he goes back to the common room because I love that cozy common room scene that's then juxtaposed with the snake thing, but. The cozy common room scene also has two of the best lines in Harry Potter, which is you have the emotional range of a teaspoon and um, Ron, you're an insensitive wart. Like there's something so cozy about that, but also those lines are just, they make me laugh out loud every time. They're my favourites. Yeah. My least favourite, I had to like, I had to pick one, but I knew what area it was. And it was the beginning of Order of the Phoenix before they get to Hogwarts, where it's just dragging a bit Mm. and they really should be at Hogwarts at this point and it's just it's not the editor really needed to cut it down and I chose out of all of them the woes of Mrs Weasley because it's just really depressing like Harry's won his trial he's not going to go to Azkaban and yet he's really upset he hasn't been made prefect he's been shown dead photos of his mum and dad and then he finds Mrs Weasley crying over like his dead body Mm. like it's just such a He's just, something happy has just happened and it just saps all your energy. Yeah, I was also going to go Order of the Phoenix, but maybe the, like, hospital scenes, Mm. because those are really dire. That or, like, I don't know, like, I, because I do like the end ones with the massive anxiety out. We've got to get there. We've got to get there. Like, oh God, he's not here and that guilt. But, like, it's horrible. Yeah. But, like, it's reasonably well written and it's kind of good for some reasons but I think in terms of like 
really don't enjoy it, probably the hospital scene. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose there's a difference between what you don't enjoy reading, but it's well written and what's mm. just kind of like badly Isn't written. It? Like there's yeah. a difference in not liking. Yeah. 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 But that was a great question. It was, Thank yeah. you, Jasmine. I really enjoyed that one. Have we got anything else to do at the end of the episode? This is quite a Perfect. quite a succinct one for us. That was awful. You meant to look at elbows. That's what I'm doing. I was trying to. There we go. Um, it was quite a succinct one for us. It was. I mean, the recording was over an hour. We used to only record for 45 minutes at a time. But for us. For us. For us, this is good. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Have a good one. We'll see you in the next one. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Goblet of Wine. To find us on social media, search at Goblet of Wine Pod on Twitter or at Goblet of Wine Podcast on Instagram. We also have a website over at www.gobletofwine.co.uk where you can keep up with everything that we do. This podcast is produced by our wonderful Hufflepuff tier patrons Yolanda, Sir Bandersnatch, Samuel, Patrick, Nick, Michael, Layla, Kylie, Joshua, Jasmine, and Arthur. If you'd like to support this podcast, check out our Goblet of Wine Patreon, where you can also gain access to bonus episodes, behind-the-scenes content, and our Discord. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, and we'll see you in the next one. Bye! Bye.